When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Fellas, I don't know about you, but this building just feels different on a week like this. No more Western Kentuckys, no more Youngstown States, no more even Indianas, don't care if it's a conference game. Notre Dame week, it just feels different. Does it not? The 40-year vet, Tim May. Does it not? Andy Backstrom, Tim, I'll start with you. I'm talking about I was a little bitty kid, man, back when Demopolis was getting ready to play Linden, you know, for homecoming, or Alabama was getting ready to play Georgia, or the third, the third Saturday in October against Tennessee. You know, all the way through high school and, and all ever since I've been covering uh, sports, you, you know, you get a lot of things out of the build-up games, right? But this is where you find out who you are. This oh, yeah. is where you find out what you're made of. And this is a, this is a in, the, in the parlance, I like to call it, a referendum game. One of these teams, Ohio State or Notre Dame, is about to take a huge step forward because they do, they don't tie anymore. One of them, so one of them's going to win and take a huge step forward and one is not and probably going to take one or two steps back depending on the difference. Uh, but as Ryan Day pointed out, and I've said this a million times, the only thing that matters this week, last week was about style points with Western Kentucky. Just take the K and the U off of Western Kentucky. The only thing that matters this week is the W. And uh, Ryan Day gets it as much as anybody. Exactly. It, whatever it takes to win. And that yeah. was kind of the question when he was asked about Kyle McCord and, you know, the Oregon game was mentioned again about how much do you run versus pass, and he, he kind of dismissed that a little bit and said, you know, we need to do whatever it takes to win, whether that's passing more, running more. Common Court's up against a defense in Notre Dame that's high up there in pass uh, defense efficiency. I know Tim's going to talk about that in a little bit. This is a really good defense he's going to be facing. And then the other side of things, you got a quarterback in Sam Hartman who's been in college football for six years. And Ryan Day was asked about, like, does experience matter in these big games? He said, yeah, it's not the number one thing, but it matters. Yeah. So this is a tall task for Kyle McCord. It's also a tall task for this offensive line. I mean, the line of scrimmage determines a lot of these matchup games. We saw that against Georgia. We saw that against Michigan. And it's going to come into play again this week in Notre Dame. Yeah, Ryan Day said that the place would be buzzing. He said that it was going to be a loud environment. Jim Knowles brought up the word intensity, uh, the matchup game. Uh, phrase is something that they are really, uh, you know, latching on to this week. Uh, but the most interesting thing that I heard the entire day in here, as, oh, by the way, we talked to Ryan Day and Jim Knowles today, uh, was when Ryan Day was asked about the, that experience, he said, this is not, you know, a young quarterback with Kyle McCord. This is his third year. He's been to those atmospheres. He's been in the building for those kind of games. He hasn't been in them, but he knows what they sound like. He knows what to expect. And so, you know, as opposed to uh, a C.J. Stroud on the road at night at Minnesota, you know, that was a loud, a loud little stadium, but really that, that stadium is only, you know, 15,000 fewer people than, than uh, Notre Dame is. So, you know, Kyle McCord has been in those stadiums before and heard the crowd noise. So I thought it was interesting that Ryan Day kind of brushed that aside of like the experience is important, yeah, but, but Kyle has enough experience in those atmospheres, not in the game, that, that he kind of... I just thought it was interesting. Oh, no, no. I mean, I talked about that yesterday on our on our report, you know, or Monday after. You know, Kyle McCord is a, in essence, a junior in college football. I mean, he's a junior. He's been around. He should know the offense backwards and forwards. He should not be overwhelmed by any kind of atmosphere they, they uh, walk into. What's on his mind, 
Well, and this is where you want a guy's mind going into a game like this. It's purely Notre Dame's defense. What have I seen on video? You know, where can I take advantage? Uh, where can I point out some things myself that will help uh, matriculate the ball down the field? Uh, Hank Str as Hank Stram would say. Uh, that, that is key, yeah. That's half as many years as Sam Hartman has been in college football, which is six. But it does help you when you've been around, seen that, and in some respects now done that, but this is obviously taking it up a notch. What stands out to me is when I asked Ryan whether they still have that same attitude that he talked about after the Georgia game, the way they let it all hang out, uh, that he talked about in preseason, about, yeah, now just, you know, pedal to the metal to a certain extent with some precautions. He has confidence that, at least he said so, that Kyle McCord can in fact drive that vehicle. He trusts him to let it all hang out, you know, in a game like this. Because, fellas, that's what you got to do. Is it's going to come down to big plays. Either you make them or you don't. The, the, interesting, the other interesting tagline of this game on the McCord side is he's going to be doubted in his own little way all week. You know, who has the quarterback advantage? Everyone thinks it's Notre Dame. Who has the, the offensive advantage? Well, is it actually Notre Dame instead of Ohio State? Are the rules reversed from last year? They're, a lot of players find a lot of reasons to be motivated. You have to think that that's going to be a motivating factor for Kyle McCord this week because Sam Hartman obviously has all the accolades from the ACC, has all of the numbers from Notre Dame this year. But if you told me that the, there was a talent advantage, I don't know if I, I agree with that. I think Kyle McCord is a really talented player. He just doesn't have the experience. And so he can kind of you know, hang his hat on, on some motivation there uh, because I've already heard it this week. It's only Tuesday of like, okay, th this guy is, is – you know, the, the other, the also ran as when it comes to quarterbacks in this quarterback battle between Sam Hartman at Notre Dame and, and Kyle McCord at Ohio State, you have to think that that's going to factor into his, his motivation for this week, Andy. Yeah, for sure. It's just really interesting matchup because this Notre Dame offense looks a lot different than it did mm -hmm. last year at this time. Ryan Day was asked about that. Marcus Freeman was asked about that this week. And Marcus Freeman pointed out, like, that was his first game as full-time head coach. And really, the offensive identity had not been formed yet for Notre Dame. They didn't even really know truly what they were going to be doing at the quarterback position. He even admitted basically saying that they were almost playing not to lose last year against Ohio State. They just wanted to keep things close, keep them in the game by the end of things. And they were in the game for most of that time. But now he's basically mentioning that things have shifted. This is a pro-style scheme. Sam Harbin, as we mentioned, very experienced, capable quarterback. And then secondly, you know, they've got some weapons too on the outside. And then Audric Estime, I asked Jim Knowles about him. He's a powerful running back kind of a, a, a bell cow, if you will. Yeah. I and told you, yeah. I told you yesterday, this, this offense reminds me, not exactly, but it reminds me of that Washington Redskins offense. I mean, there are other pro offenses you can go out there, but that one sticks in my head with Joe Gibbs where you want to you ground and pound and get the defense coming up and then try to throw over the top. Obviously, they throw elsewhere on the field also, but uh, Hartman is very good at, at noticing immediately what a safety is up to, who's rolled up, where do I have the one-on-one. -on -one? That I'm the matchup I'm looking for. He he scans the field. You can watch him. Uh, you know that's why it's imperative to get pressure on this guy. Sacks. We'll talk about that in a minute. But the bottom line is this is a different offense than Ohio State fa uh, faced a year ago. And Jim Knowles uh, spoke of that. And the bottom line here is you you can't l allow yourself, no matter how aggressive you want to get, uh, no matter how much they start running the ball effectively or not to leave anybody uh, getting over the top on you, because that, that will be the killer in a game like this, as we saw against uh, Ohio State and Michigan last year. I mean, same kind of deal. So you've brought up Georgia, now you brought up Michigan. Uh, there, there are three types of Ryan Day, okay? 
I, I figured it out, I've cracked the code. There are three types of Ryan Day. We've seen all three. There's, I'm getting ready to decimate Western Kentucky Ryan Day where they just know they have the talent advantage. So like it, his demeanor up there at the podium is just, you know, it is what it is. There's Michigan Ryan Day where he was gripping the podium last year Tuesday before the Michigan game, like it was his child. I mean, just like gripping the podium, you could tell that there was just, it was tense. And then there was Georgia Ryan Day, where every time we talked to him in the lead up, it was just, yep, yep, very confident, very controlled. Uh, that's the Ryan Day that I saw today. Yeah. Uh, not, a, not a prediction, not a precursor. I just like, I pick up on those things. Yeah. And it seems more like a Georgia than it does a Michigan where you're not tense. Yeah. You're, you're pretty loose right now. You know that you're confident. You saw it in Kyle McCord, even against a bad defense last week. You saw it in your defense against some inferior opponents that makes you think you can do it against better competition. I, but what, I sense some real confidence in this building right now. But what gives you that feel going into that Georgia game is you had a quarterback who was super experienced, one of the elite quarterbacks in the country last year in C.J. Stroud, who had proven that. But then who took it to another level against Georgia? You still don't know how that quarterback, no matter how much he's been around, how much he's going to respond to that level. We saw C.J. Stroud throw and run, which was huge. Kyle McCord has that capability because Notre Dame is a good defense. I mean, they're number one in the country in pass defense efficiency. Just like Marcus Freeman was talking about yesterday, people up there are questioning, the media up there are questioning too, you know, the sacks and all that kind of stuff. And he goes, bottom line, the stat he looks at is pass defense efficiency. Ohio State, despite the lack of sacks, what, two last week against Austin Reed in Western Kentucky, is number eight in the country right now in pass defense efficiency, having gone just gone against the team that led the nation last year in passing. So uh, that is, you know, that's kind of a push in my, in my regard. Bottom line is, how is your quarterback going to play? Just like Deshaun Watson for the Browns last night. That's right. Continue. When he needed to make a play. He didn't. He made some plays, but when he really needed to make a play, he, he looked didn't. like he just got started. And, boy, that kills you. Because that guy didn't is going to be uh, 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 Sam Hartman and Cal McCord, the way they play is going to dictate 90% of how this game goes. Uh, in case you maybe 95%. In case you didn't know, the Pittsburgh Steelers defeated the Cleveland Browns despite having negative seven yards in the fourth quarter. How That's could all. They not know that. How could they not That's know all. that? Uh, it was glorious. Uh, Andy, oh wait, we, you're a Steelers fan. I didn't realize. <laughs> we're going. We're going back to the defensive side of the ball because you grew up in West Ohio and you're a Steelers fan. That's right. We're going back to the defensive side of the ball for Ohio State because <sighs> the sack thing just keeps coming up and it just keeps coming up. It's like, okay, are you generating pressure? I thought it was really interesting. Jim Knowles said that he thinks. Uh, JT Tuimolo and Jackson are playing great right now. He also said that he doesn't expect to pare down the defensive line rotations that we've been pared down. Nice pitch play, Tim. You know, it, it's yeah, just the, all of the attention on the defensive line right now, yet the Buckeyes are, are dominating in the secondary. Um, they're getting pressure, but they're not getting home. I think they're encouraged by what they see from that group right now. Part of the reason why they're dominating the secondary is because the defensive line is getting pressure. They're just not getting sacks. Like, I don't know how many times we all have to say it, but like if you look at the pressure stats, you should be pleased with what this defensive line is doing. 13 pressures combined from Jack Sawyer and JT Tuimolo. Not only was it a single game career high for Jack Sawyer, but I didn't realize it was also a single game career high in pressures for JT Tuimolo last week. And Austin Reed was getting the ball out in 2.2 seconds per drop back, which is really quick. Okay, so them getting snacks on him is not a measurement of their performance last week. It's the pressures that they got. And Jim Knowles is right. If you watch back the tape, Austin Reed, even when he was completing passes in that first quarter, was ending up on his back most mm -hmm. of the time. Yeah. 
Um, I think that that's honestly something that just needs to be watched when, when you watch these defensive ends. Don't just watch where they are when the pass is you know, thrown and follow the ball. Watch after that, if they're laying down hits, if they're getting hurries, because those things make a big difference in terms of getting pressure and causing disruption for a defensive line and helping the back end because you're forcing errant throws and you're getting in the head of the quarterback. Yeah. And you know, we talked about this already this week. Sam Hartman, yes, he's a little bit mobile. He, he can move around, make, make some throws on the runs, but in a pro-style scheme, especially a play action, like he's going to be back there. Now it's the job of these defensive ends to still get that pressure. Yeah, and, and like I brought up last week, pressure up the middle is so imperative against a guy like Austin Reed because even if he's getting it out in 2.2, uh, pressure basically up the middle immediately, but also pressure on his receivers at the point at, at the line of scrimmage in some form or fashion, they were off rhythm. They they ended up off rhythm and they they frayed. That offense frayed as the game went on, if you understand what I'm saying. From a, the fabric it showed the week before against Houston Christian, and even uh, the week before that against uh, South Florida, they were not as crisp because their receivers weren't necessarily being allowed to go wherever they wanted to go. And uh, Austin Reed wasn't being allowed to just stand there and throw it with no consequence. You know, That's exactly the scheme that's got to happen this week. You, What's interesting, though, is I'll keep bringing up the offensive approach, the pro-offensive approach that Notre Dame has now, is you've got to be keen on stopping the run on every play with a load of a running back coming at you. That does slow you down a little bit about just getting after it. it the play-action fake, uh, like you just pointed out, will be huge in this game for Notre Dame if they can establish that. So it is still a symmetry thing. The defense front still got to get pressure. Linebackers have got to stay home, you know, to, to cover their gaps. And then, of course, the, the secondary has got to aid in stopping the run at the same time, not getting snookered. As good as Sam Hartman is, and I, I think he is just wonderful. He's a delight to watch in college football. Yeah, I like watching him a lot. Pro, I have no idea. Don't ask. But college-wise, he's, he's wonderful. Uh, he's susceptible to being a streaky turnover guy. Ohio State is susceptible to having four or five games without a turnover and then getting on a streak and getting into a rhythm where they're just turning people over. And if you can create pressure, back to your point, if you can create pressure and hits, it puts doubt into a quarterback as far as uh, you know, internal clock and throwing windows and when he has to release the ball, that leads to turnovers. That's something we've seen from Sam Hartman from his time at Wake Forest. That's not an opinion, that's, that's just what the stats say. He's, you know, a four turnover game against Wisconsin, a three turnover game twice against NC State, you know, two turnovers against Clemson, three and three, I think, against a Pitt team that wasn't very good. Like, yeah. you speed him up and he, he holds onto the ball and turns it over. So, this defense's task, I think, is to get its hands on the football. That sounds really dumb because it's very like, oh, a big dumb football guy says, turn the ball over. But, that's the key against the, uh, this kind of quarterback because if you don't speed his internal clock up and if you don't get your hands on the football, yeah. he will pick you apart because he's just too smart to get fooled by whatever you're doing defensively. Give, give him his respect, you know. That's what I'm saying. But, you know, is he Dan Marino? In my opinion, no. That'll probably be bullet board material. Is he Joe Theismann? Maybe I should have said. Uh, or is he John Hewitt? Those are former Notre Dame quarterbacks for you young guys. Uh, you know, yet to be seen. I think he's a really good college quarterback. Yeah. But like you said, he's prone to occasionally turn the ball over. In a game like this, those errors are going to be critical. And I thought that was what was really funny last week for Ohio State's defense. They turned the tables on Western Kentucky. Western Kentucky is one of the great 
turnover forcing teams in the country and did get one, you know, uh, of consequence. But who had the most turnovers in that game? Yeah. And who applied them <laughs> was Ohio State. It's got to be the same kind of approach this week against a much better opponent. Yeah, I think it's a good point, Spencer. I do think that one thing to be said, and I was talking to the guys at blueandgold.com for on three, their Notre Dame site, and you know, they were saying the one thing that Sam Hartman has now that he didn't necessarily have at Wake Forest is a reliable run game. Yeah. And that can help in terms of not turning the ball over. He doesn't have to do as much. And I think that, you know, NC State you brought up twice, he had three interceptions against them when he was in the ACC. He had zero interceptions this time against NC State, played pretty darn well in that game. Yep. And I think that there is an added level of composure when you have a running game and an offensive line like Notre Dame does have. And I think that that's where they're built is, is through the run. And it opens up things for the pass, especially with that play fake. And he throws guys open. Like I mentioned, they've got some weapons on the outside. They were pretty unproven before the start of this year. But, you know, like whether it's Jaden Greathouse or Jaden Thomas or Chris Tyree, like they aren't the biggest names in college football. But he throws wide receivers open. He did the same thing at Wake Forest, and he made not big names into big names. Yeah. And, and so I think that that is just something to watch going forward. Yeah, I completely agree with that. And, and he's a great player. You know, so Ohio State's going to have to have its its T's, T's dotted and its eyes crossed. Uh, you know, if it's it's going to stop Sam Hartman. Now it, my just, eyes are now my eyes are crossed. Well, that's just the way things work here on the program, Tim. Uh, you guys heading to South Bend this weekend? If you want to head to South Bend this weekend. Go to the GameTime app or GameTime.co, get your tickets today. They are very expensive, but I think it would be worth it to make the trip if you can, uh, if you have the means to. And don't expect a hotel room because uh, we can't even stay in South Bend. Uh, but if you want to go to the game, with all of that being said, the GameTime app is the place to go because you can save some money with Letterman Row. Uh, use the promo code Buckeyes at checkout on the GameTime app or at GameTime.co and get $20 off your first purchase. Yes, $20 off your first purchase. Knock that ticket price down a little bit, make you enjoy your day a little bit more. Maybe you can even afford a, a little box of popcorn at the stadium then uh, with that extra $20. Uh, Tim, they also do this thing uh, that, you, that you love talking about because you've used it when you went to the Little Baby concert. You know, I know that you you found that ticket on the Game Time app. You found that ticket on the Game Time app. You went into a different ticketing service, found a cheaper ticket, sent that to Game Time. They went, "Hey, we'll give you 110% of the difference on that ticket because it was in the same row and it was cheaper somewhere else." It's almost like price matching, but it's better because it's Game Time. It's the Game Time app and it's GameTime.co. Twenty dollars off right now. Use the promo code Buckeyes for twenty dollars off. And uh, yeah, take advantage of that. Of course, terms apply. Um, but the game time app is the place to go for all your tickets. Yeah. Meanwhile, downtown South Bend is not the place to go for a cheap hotel room. I think Marriott Courtyard, the last I looked, Marriott Courtyard in downtown South Bend was $1,799, which is yep. $1,800. $1,799 a night, I think, for Friday night and Saturday night. Bottom line is this is a big, big, big ticket game, pardon the expression, gametime.co. If, if you've got the jingle, game time, these uh, .co has got a, can find you a ticket, I'm sure about Absolutely. that. Absolutely, yeah, Game for time sure. App and, uh, but it's, it's one of those games, man, people want to see. I mean, this is just the third trip for Ohio State to South Bend. I was there for the last one in 1996. You weren't there for the what first one, were you? No, but, uh, <laughs> but I was there for the last one in 1996, and the stadium had been expanded, but the upper deck wasn't open yet, or the upper reaches weren't, wasn't open yet. It's going to be a huge atmosphere on Saturday night, you know, both NBC and its affiliate Peacock are going to be showing the game, if you follow my drift. NBC's going to have their number one announcing team there instead of just the Notre Dame uh, uh, announcing team for the regular Notre Dame home games. Uh, yeah, this thing has big time written all over it. And I'm telling you, 
there's some stars on both sides of the field. Yeah, it's going to be, that's where we're going to close the show is, you know, I'm, the atmosphere. Uh, you know, we've already talked a little bit about how Kyle McCord will handle it, uh, but just overall the atmosphere, you don't get many games like this in a stadium like that. We saw it last year in Ohio Stadium. It was special, uh, and you could feel that it was special before the game. This one is, I think, just as special to go over there uh, with the scarlet and gray. Uh, I think there will be a lot of scarlet in the crowd just because fans always travel well to Notre Dame, and Ohio State fans outnumber everybody. Um, what do you expect from the atmosphere, Andy? Yeah, we're gonna see green and we're gonna see red because it's, it's like the green out game for Notre Dame, I think, this week. And so it's gonna be exciting. I mean, Ryan Day mentioned he's been to South Bend before. He, yeah. uh, my alma mater, Boston College, he coached there and they went down to South Bend. He acknowledged, though, he hasn't spent much time in the, in the actual <laughs> city. You don't really get to do that when you're a football coach. But yeah, he's been there before. Obviously, the atmosphere is gonna be way different for Ohio State Notre Dame than Boston College Notre Dame. But it is something to be said that he's been there before, but a lot of these players, None of them have, you know, yeah. I mean, it really is. So it's going to be a, an interesting atmosphere, especially with night, you know, a primetime game. A lot of these younger guys, the first year players haven't played in that atmosphere before on special teams, even like it's just something different, you know, for these guys. And it, we're all excited to see yeah. it. Last time I was there was 2019. Ohio State had two off weeks that year. I went to the uh, Alabama Texas A&M game with a buddy of mine and then another buddy of mine's a big Notre Dame fan. And uh, I hadn't. I hadn't sat in the stands in a very, 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 very long time. That's a lot of various. I'm telling you, I'm glad I became a sports writer because I remember sitting in the, we were in the East stands of uh, Notre Dame versus Virginia Tech in 2019. And the beginning of the second quarter, I went to go to the restroom and then I also got in line to get, uh, to get, you know, some kind type of refreshment and finally got out of that line and walked back in or there were, I think there were three minutes left in the second quarter. So, you know, you fans out there, man, I give it up to you. Hey, it'd be like that sometimes. And it was snowing a little bit, sunshine a little bit, and uh, I was cold all day. No snow in the forecast for Saturday, September 23rd at 7.30 on NBC if you can't make it, in Notre Dame Stadium if you can. We will be there. Letterman Row will be there in full force. Tim made the 40-year bet. He'll be there. Andy Baxter will be there. Matt Parker on the sideline taking all of those snappy photos. It's going to be wonderful at Notre Dame Stadium on Saturday in South Bend. We absolutely cannot wait. Before that, though, we got a lot coming to. We got Wednesday, uh, Wednesday night with players coming to uh, tellthelettermanrow.com, and then we've got video stuff there. We've got some stuff on Thursday for, for, for you guys. We've got bold predictions on Friday, staff picks, uh, you know, the game breakdown, what to expect, and then Saturday in the buildup to Ohio State, Notre Dame. It's finally here. We're just four, five, four short days away. Depending from on how you count. Yeah, four or five short days away, depending on when you watch this too, from Ohio State Notre Dame, and we cannot wait to get there. Until then, we'll see you guys back in here tomorrow night.